0: Hello, hello, and welcome. I am Lindsay, founder of Gold Digger Coaching and your host of the Anti-Hustle Club podcast. I should point out that I'm not 100% anti-hustle, but I am keen to have conversations with people about the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes from chasing the hustle culture many of us grew up with. If this podcast can inspire just one person to embrace an anti-hustle hour in their everyday life, then I think we'll be on to a winner. This episode, I speak to the wonderful creative director and entrepreneur Tori Lenz about hustle, business, and everything in between. Tune in to hear some insights into what hustle culture means to her, the importance of getting to know yourself, and why you are definitely more than just a number. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so welcome, Tori. Hi. How are
1: you? I'm really good. I was feeling a bit tired a little bit earlier. But I had a smoothie now, so I'm feeling really, like, amped. Ready so remember, to go. Uh, yeah, it had spinach in it, so. Yeah. Oh, ready to
0: take <laughs> on the world. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. No um, I have already done a little bit of an intro for you, but could okay. you just tell tell the audience um, a little bit about you as a creative director?
1: Okay, so my name is Tori, known as Tori Lenz. As you said, I'm a creative director um, and I use photo and film um, as a tools to help my clients achieve what they need to achieve. Um, essentially, my shop plan is um, allowing you to be seen clearly, allowing my clients to be seen um, more clearly, essentially like the video and the, the photo side of things. But then also just in terms of like branding, um, messages that wanna, people wanna get across. But um, yeah, I've been doing it for eight years officially on the 1st of August, so just gone. Um eight years self-employed. Um, Congrats.
0: And- Thank you. So tell me what's like what's a day, a day in the life of um Tori as a creative director. Tell me like a, a
1: day a in the life of a creative day. director is very boring. No. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's um okay, today for example, I had I've had loads, I've had three calls today already um, fact finding calls. So literally just about, um, what clients want, what they're trying to get out of their shoot, what they try and, what messages they're trying to deliver. Um, and if I have a shoot on that day, obviously I'll go and do a shoot, um, come back, got a little bit of editing. I've got a virtual assistant. So she takes, she does all my emails for me, which usually was, uh, the bang, the bang of my existence as a creator, which made me feel like I don't want to do this anymore because there's so many freaking emails. I hate doing emails. I hate them so much. So having someone that can literally just see my emails is like the most amazing thing ever in life. Um, but yeah, thinking of content ideas sometimes. I've got other brands as well. So I work on other stuff as well as okay. touring as well. So yeah.
0: Amazing. So busy kind of busy day in the life for a creative director. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Um, how would you... So- kind of thinking about hustle then mm-hmm. um obviously like busy days and I know like I try not to use the term busy anymore I like to use the word full so rather than kind of like putting it out there that you know it's a really busy because I think sometimes when you've got that mindset you then start to just like yeah panic and like go everywhere
1: yeah, yeah.
0: um but like how would you define hustle like what what would you say oh so
1: hustle to me uh, I think I think it's redefined now that I've been doing what I've been doing for a long time. And not just like Tory Lanez stuff, but other stuff as well. So hustle to me isn't necessarily um, being busy. You know, like we've got this like this whole like unhealthy culture of like being busy, but you can be busy and do nothing and, ach- and achieve nothing in a day. Like you can be busy, jam-packed and at the end of the day, you haven't got closer to your goals. Do you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. feel like the word busy as well, I feel like it's very glorified, but it doesn't really mean anything. I think like you said, that full actually makes more sense, you know what I mean? But also doing the things that you that you feel you need to do. So a hustle for me, like isn't necessarily over overworking and like working to like you're freaking having three hours sleep a day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is to me, that isn't hustle. To me, that is um overworking. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> overworking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, cause a hustle could be that you are doing things in a smart way. That's hustle, like. You're, you know what I mean? People are out here saying, okay, I'm going to figure out how I want to buy a product for a pound and sell it for a hundred pounds. You know what I mean? That's a hustle. That's like a way in which you do things. You know what I mean? And I feel like so- sometimes there can be a negative connotation towards towards hustle, like being hustled. But yeah. to me, it's just, it's working, but working smart. And sometimes yeah. that does include working hard and that does include working hours, working long hours, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're killing yourself to do something. In
0: your career, have you had, experiences of hustle in a negative way or positive way like how have you found that throughout your career
1: yeah so it's 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 always like you said it's always started and um similar to, to what you said in terms of uh we we kind of glorified this whole like I'm gonna I'm I'm working 15 hours a day kind of thing um and I feel like media and the world and even how the world is constructed makes you feel like the more the more hours you do like the more you're doing i think in the beginning it was the whole thing of like glorifying doing work to all hours oh my god you're working so hard and because you're working so hard it means that you're that you're that you're doing something and i think in the beginning for a really long time i'll say the first 3-4 years of me being self employed that's the mindset i had if i was working to all hours it made me feel like i achieved something even though i hadn't necessarily done anything in that time do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I hadn't done anything at yeah. that time, then cool. But it's just like, oh, I'm up at 3am editing. Oh my God, Tori works really hard. But it's like, but what, yeah. what are you actually doing though? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's how it was before. And I think now, especially like um, listening to certain people and watching certain people, and it, just, it might just be like the people that I follow on Instagram now and the kind of, kind of things that I see. And when I'm thinking about people that are successful, when actually you're seeing them, they are not actually working all the time. Like when you really think about it, really think about the people that are like big in the game, like game changers in whatever industry they're in, they're not working all the time. So it's like, what is this? Then some, we've, we've missed something along the way then because if all the people that are the big people that are saying, oh, this is hustle and all the rest of it, well, you're not, like, you're not doing it. Like, yeah. you've delegated, you've worked a certain point and then given work to other people. So therefore, actually, it's not the correct thing to, like, work yourself into the ground. And mm-hmm. you're only one person. If you're trying to build and, and build an entity or build a business or whatever you're doing, um, you can't scale by yourself. Like, you need yeah. other people, right? Which also means that you may need to direct other people, which also means you can't be working 20 hours in a business and then Do you know what I mean? It doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just about working... Now I realise it's about working smart and using your time in a smart way, and that might mean that you can't do everything. Like, that's one thing I've learned, like, you can't do everything. Like, having having a VA and having a team when I do like certain shoots and stuff is beneficial. It's not just me. Do you know what I mean? I need people around me to help me in aid me in getting where I need to get. And I feel like now to me, that is hustle. Like now it's like, actually Tori, how are you going to expand because there's only so many hours in a day that you can do something. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't do this all by yourself. You can't Mm be in every role. So I think for me now it's like looking at the hustle in a way of expanding um, and bringing people into the mix because that's that's hustle like the other way is unhealthy like it's just so unhealthy yeah like, yeah so yeah
0: what was the the difference you said you had a mindset shift like what was it for you that kind of made you think actually this isn't sustainable I can't do it like this like
1: what so, was the there was a few things one of the things that um that sparked I think the mindset shift I was talking about my friend the other day I read something or heard something or, you know, often listen to podcasts and books and whatever. And basically the person said, if you, um, to all the, ultra, it was basically to entrepreneurs, yeah. And it was like, cause people would say, oh, Tori, you're an entrepreneur, option I'm like, mm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just self-employed kind of thing. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm an entrepreneur. And kind of like, kind of went with that. And then the person said, "If you, if you don't work and you don't make money, you're non-entrepreneur. You have a job, and I was like,
0: "Oh my god!"
1: Do you know what I mean? Because essentially, if I'm ill, I don't make money, which means I'm non-entrepreneur. I have a job, and I don't even have the job satisfaction when I get sick pay because I'm not working. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's not even that I'm actually sick for two weeks. I'm I'm missing two weeks of whatever. Do you know what I mean? So to me, I was like, "Oh my." Like, all the other things you heard about, like, you know, doing courses and ebooks books something or whatever, like, I didn't really, yeah. it didn't really trans, it didn't really make sense to me, it was like, a lot of information's out in the world. Then I was like, I get it, like, you don't want to go on holiday and be worried that your business isn't making money because you're on holiday, do you know yeah. what I mean? You don't want to be like, oh, I'm ill, or I'm sick, or I have to go away, or something happens, and because you aren't physically there, your, your business doesn't make money, that means you have a job that doesn't actually mean you're an entrepreneur so it literally it hit me so hard you know I was like oh my days I basically have a job I'm not actually oh. an entrepreneur and how
0: and how was that to kind of like realize what was that like it for was you? hard
1: it was so hard because it was like what do you mean but that's the reality of it do you know what I mean it, it, it was it took me it was like a shock like I was like like jaw open like oh my god like you know you're evaluating your whole life like <laughs> Oh my days, like you know it's what I mean? a lie. Yeah, It's a whole lot. Yeah. So if you're working and you're working all these hours and your business only works because you work, your business only successful because you're working 20 hours a week, essentially you have a, a job that you enjoy doing. It doesn't mean it's not a, your job. You know, what I mean it's still a job. You just it's yeah. a job that you enjoy. So then it was like all right, so how do I, how do I expand then? How do I, do you know what I mean? And it took a long time to me to get to the point where I'm now, where I'm like, let me expand. Let me actually have a team. Let me have, do you know what I mean? Let me have things that I'm making money in my sleep kind of things, do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. So Even having like my other brand statement piece, which is like the jewelry brand and stuff, even having stuff like that, where sales are coming in and I'm going, I don't have to do it. They're just coming in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which essentially is, I go to sleep and wake up on that and I wake up to sales, which means you're making money in sleep, which means if I was off for two weeks, I would still make money. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like transferring that to what I'm already doing now. How can I transfer it to like what Tori Lenz is doing? And that was a spark. Everything else after that was like, you know, I looked at things differently. I'm intaking things differently, but that was a spark for me.
0: So how did you end up like, because that's a a big mindset shift to have, like massive. Um, How did you start implementing those changes? Like what, how was it for you to kind of start so making those
1: moves. I think it was... I think it was easier. I don't say easy, but easier because there were things I was already watching or intaking, but I wasn't... I didn't understand how it applied to me. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, when they say stuff like, you know, like, it's like ebooks and doing things online and courses and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really... I, like, I don't... I don't really... It didn't make sense to me. I was like, I don't, know, whatever, I don't care. That kind of thing, like, what am yeah. doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, why am I going to do this? Why do people even... Like, so many, obviously fear thing coming like why would anyone listen to me why would anyone buy my calls Why would anyone, do you know what I mean all these things think oh it's easy for me to just do what I'm doing because that's not yeah. working so those kind of things were pushed to the side so it wasn't until obviously that happened I was like well actually what do people do what do people actually do so when I'm looking at people that like are online, whether they're on LinkedIn, whether they're on Instagram, whether they're on whatever they do, and they're. It's, and I'm like, oh, I get why you've got a course. I get why you teach. I yeah. get why you have, do you know what I mean? I get why you have these things now because essentially these things are living beyond you. They're living beyond. And even having stuff that's like pre-recorded, I used to be like, pre-recorded? Like, mm, like, but I get it, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get it now because it's like, it's done. Every time someone clicks it and downloads it, you you did it once. You recorded it one time. You did it. You put the information. In. Every time someone downloads it, they're getting that information from you. And essentially, you're making this money in your sleep. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. for me, it was easier because I had all the information. I was hearing all the information before, but I just blocked it out because it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And then it was like it's almost like open the floodgates, and now I'm like, oh, and it's like all these things that okay. This makes sense. I understand. But then there's the, the whole other thing of like, how do you go about this? How do you do a course? What's valuable? That's a whole other side of things. Well, yeah. being open to, I guess, essentially making money in your sleep. How all the big dogs do it, like how Apple does it, how freaking Richard Branson does it, how like all these people do it. And we just look at, we don't, we look at the big picture rather than little, the little things. Because um, Richard Branson isn't necessarily a, an inspiration to me, but he comes to mind because he's very, laid back he seems very laid back and chilled and I'm like yeah but this guy's making brilliance and (laughs) you know what I mean and he seems so like like, no he's done something right and what has he done let's go look look at his journey Steve Jobs like you know what I mean so many people you can look at and be like actually let's look at their journey and the the steps they take and you you often find a lot of them took similar steps just in different ways yeah similar things and I think um that's where I'm at now like, in expanding, like, Tory lens, and that makes sense for me. How people along the way as well, like, people that eventually are going to be, like, part of my team or employees or whatever, having their best interests at heart as well, because I think that's another thing as well, like, retail and corporate will have you feeling like you need to do the most, you know what I mean? Like, you need to do the most and dedicate to the, to the, to the company and you this and that and all the rest of it. It's like, yeah, but what are you giving them? Are you giving them like, obviously a job satisfaction is a thing, but are you yeah. giving them security? Are they valued? Are you, there's so many things in it. And I and I feel like I worked in retail for a little bit and I hated it, but I only hated the fact that I felt like I was a number. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, There were certain bosses that I had was that were dope. They were so sick and so dope, which is probably why I stayed longer than I stayed. But in the whole grand scheme of things, like I'm just a number. Like essentially, yeah. I'm replaceable. Do you know what I mean? And if you feel replaceable, you're not going to do your best work. If you feel you're, you're undervalued, you're going to do the bare minimum. So I think even when I'm thinking about people that I'm bringing on 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 board, I'm like, I need to make sure that they, I have their best interest at heart as well. Because essentially, having their best interest is me having my best interest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because definitely. Because you're valued and you feel seen, and do you know what I mean? All these things helps me in the long run. Do you know what I mean? Someone who yeah. is valued going to give you so much more than someone who just feels like they're a number do you know what i mean so there's that side of things as well definitely
0: do you think the just a number thing plays into that hustle culture and that
1: like 100 percent. because you if you're in a if you're in a world in a world where you feel like this is the world i want to be in you know like a corporate or whatever because you know you're just a number this might be just me assuming but i feel like because you know it's a number you feel like you have to work to be seen more so if I do yeah. know for hours and they're gonna see me and like I'm gonna, they're gonna know it was me, Like they're gonna that you know I mean they're gonna see my name. Yeah. And so it's it's almost like it makes you feel like you have to do basically kill yourself. Like, do you know what I mean? Basically yeah. like your freaking soul, <laughs> your whole life, um, to be seen because you're just like, oh, they're just a number in the in the corporate, they're like number one thousand of whatever. Do you know what I mean? So you feel like you have to do things to be seen and that equate what what that equals is more hours and more work and more I have to do more I have to be seen to be doing more um so I definitely feel that like, and it's unhealthy right and people will say to you like oh yeah if you want to be seen just put in the work like put in the work they'll notice you when you put in the work and it's just like okay but I'm a human already like <laughs> I should be seen already do you know what I mean if yeah. you hire me for a job and a role essentially I'm assuming I'm valuable I think we're only now in a time where people are actually realizing Actually, no, take a break. Actually, you know, being overworked isn't the greatest thing in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Because who are you helping?
0: How do you, um, how do you take down time? Like, what does that look like for you, being able to take a break?
1: So, what happens is when you're a giver and when you love what you do and you're just doing things, whether it's paid or not, um, people take us because pe- we're human nature, human nature. We just take
0: because you're just yep. giving
1: it, right? You just take. And it's, n- and majority of the time, it's not, it's not malicious. You're just taking, you're giving, so you're just taking, right? And often we have to set boundaries for ourselves, for other people, because otherwise they just were gonna keep going. They keep taking, yeah. right? And I feel like that's what happened to me. I started to, I started to resent people. I started to be like, ugh, like every time yeah. you call me. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, ugh. I started to like really resent people. Then I started to feel like I don't wanna talk to anybody, like no one about anything. I feel like everyone's taken from me. Like that kind of, it kind of felt that way. And then so what I did is I implemented something called No Phone Thursday, which I've been doing for like four or five years now. I'm not reachable on a Thursday unless it's an emergency. So I'm not on my phone. Try not to be on socials. I might I might be sometimes, but I'm not on my phone. If you call me, I'm not gonna answer. If you message me, I'm not gonna reply Because essentially it's my time to have a digital detox. And I think that I feel like the way people are reachable now is digitally, right? Via your phone, yep. via so many things. So if I see you in person, that's cool. That's it's a different kind of thing. But I feel like the the being accessible was really really hard for me and because I was always working they were I was never off I was just always yeah. working it was always like oh yeah cool 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 yeah sure sure do you know what I mean I was like okay, let me take no phone Thursday and then after that I realized every three months I started to look at my my pattern and I realized every three months I'd feel like I don't know what I'm doing this is hard everything do you know what I mean yeah. I felt like really like crap like what is this i don't want to do this anymore i hate my job uh who wants to be able to travel? like all these horrible like negative <laughs> thoughts and then um and then i'd have somewhere along the line in the four to three to six months i'd have a break just like just because nothing was coming in and then also i was, like, I'd feel great and i was like oh i just need time to just yeah. do this do you know You're what i mean
0: dropped. yeah
1: yeah i just need like this is what it is so now I've implemented um, a two weeks off every every quarter. So every quarter. Nice. So es- essentially, my I've got two weeks off from uh, next week. Um, so I might do working in that time, but I might not. I don't. I'm not pushing myself to do it, but I'm definitely not taking any bookings. Any like none of that stuff comes through. If something comes through, and I'm like, oh, I really? I enjoy doing that. Then I might. But more time than most um, allows me to work on other things that I'm doing, but it allows me to step away from. Being of service to people, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And yeah. So essentially, that's what I do now. So it's in my calendar. I've booked it in. I did like Christmas stuff. I did stuff for my birthday. All the times of the years when I know like okay, you need to like you need you need downtime. Yeah. And um, it's in there now. So essentially, it's scary because when you're a workaholic and you feel like your value, sometimes you feel like our value is tied to our work, right? Sometimes yeah. like our value is tied to what I c- how I can serve people. But the only way to serve people is if I'm at my best. And yeah. that means I need to take time off. And I used to thought I take a week off, but it takes a week to even just down to turn off. Yeah. And then you have like a week of like, oh, cool. So for me, it takes me a couple of days to actually switch off, and then i then I can kind of relax. Yeah. Um, and But yeah, that's what I've implemented now. I've been doing it for not; it hasn't been a year yet. I think it'll be a year in October, or November. Um, but it's been great. It's been how's, great. Yeah.
0: How's it helped? Like, how's it him- impacted your business? You know, it's- what's the
1: it's um it allows me to just be better. It just allows me to be great, it allows me to still enjoy what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm, you know, like doing so much and I'm like trying I'm having to like um play it, put on a face when I'm not feeling like I don't want to do it, I have to put on a do you know what I mean? Which now takes even more energy than I give out in the beginning. Yeah. So now it's just like yeah, like I'm, I'm excited to be off because I know that when I'm off, I allows my brain to like chill, I come up with so much more ideas, I'm just out in the world, there's no pressure to be like, oh, I've got to go, I've got to edit, I've got to send something, I've got to, do you know what I mean? All those stuff, I don't have to worry about that. So in terms of like me enjoying life, it allows me to be bettering my work because... I'm going to come back. I'm going to see things. I'm going to have explored things. I'm going to be like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. When something comes, I'm excited to do it because I haven't shot for two weeks. And do you know what I mean? I'm excited to get back in there. It's almost like a reset. Like it's almost like I'm starting again, again. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. I haven't shot for two weeks. I'm itching to shoot. So when something comes (laughs) like, yeah. And it's like, boom, three months. Oh. And then I'm like, cool. I'm out again. I'm going to take a break and come back. Do you know what I mean? So it's like a reset. It means I'm going to be the best I can be for my clients, which is, I guess is important. Do you know what I mean?
0: Definitely. Um, When you were talking there in the beginning of that bit around, you know, serving your clients and helping, mm. um, I used to do that. So I um, say that I'm a recovering people pleaser. Like that is yeah. that is my That's thing. Me. And and I read um, a quote in a book a few years ago and it said, um, always remember to put your own life mask on first. Yes. And that literally like, it stuck with me for the last few years and it just blows my mind because if you're on a plane and it's going down they always say put your own life mask on first before helping others yeah like so how the hell
1: if you're not looking after yourself how the hell can you look after other people, other people. exactly other people? exactly that's what that whole that whole saying of like looking after number one it, it has a negative connotation but there isn't like it isn't the full thought it isn't the full do you know what I mean the full thing yeah you looking after yourself so you can look after other people and essentially that's you, what it is mm. why
0: do you think that is where do you think that negative kind of you know because i think there has been a negative thing around like putting yourself first everybody you know it's really selfish and you should always look after others first like where do you think that's come from
1: mm, i don't know when i think about it, the first thing that comes to my mind is the thought of um observing of right and i yeah. think the only people that think it's selfish no, actually, when I think about it, because I'm thinking about the connotations when it comes to men and fi- women, right? Yeah. Because essentially, if I'm looking about cultures, right, and even the culture in, in Western culture, this country, but even the culture, when I'm talking about culture, like back home, na- like Nigerian stuff, like, excuse me, the culture is for the woman to serve the man, right? Yeah. This, this is in layman's terms, right? But a woman to serve the man. And the man obviously brings, you know, the money, whatever, into the house, whatever, and then, the woman looks after everybody. Like she looks after, you know, her husband, and her, her children, all the rest of blah, 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 And I feel like the connotation is for people that are givers, which are usually women, um, it's selfish for you to not do what you're designed to do. Does that yeah. makes sense? Like you're designed to look after, and which is fair, that's, you know, in our DNA, DNA in our makeup, right? Not everyone, but in majority of females makeup, right? Cool. But then it still doesn't change the fact that if i'm ill how can i look after you if yeah. i have a broken leg how can i look after you like if i can't if i'm tired like how can i look after you do you know what i mean so i still think it comes from that but i think it comes from um as i'm talking now i also think it comes from control i don't okay. I, think it, I think it's some i think it's a made up thing that being selfish like i think selfish is real being selfish is real but i think looking up, when people say looking after yourself is seen as selfish I think it's made up because it's control because if you look after yourself essentially you're going to be saying no to other people saying no to things i think it might be a control thing and i think it might be made up i think it might be made up i think people made it up to make people feel guilty for not giving do you yeah. know what i mean and,
0: yeah and setting boundaries and saying no and And being able to put that that kind of like those barriers in place um, for sure. I also think it's um, it's a generational thing. I think like generations gone past. If I think about my parents, my grandparents, like my mum, my grandma would always put everybody first ahead of themselves. Like it was just, that's what you did. And you looked after everybody else as the kind of woman within the family that's looking after. And it then gets passed down into generations. And then I'm sitting here thinking like, well, I don't like if I don't look after myself then I'm going to be screwed like so now right. it's like it's like I think my generation and below are kind of now switching on to it that it's yeah. like actually no maybe it doesn't need to be like that maybe we don't need to like have a nervous breakdown to yeah. realise that we're okay it's, we're allowed to look after ourselves and that's okay yeah.
1: we need to and I, th- I think it's great the time we're in now people actually nah this don't make sense you know because I've seen grandma like basically be on her deathbed i've seen my mom like work and no one ain't ever looked after her no one and she doesn't even want to receive it because she feels like if she receives it it's like i shouldn't i don't even want to receive it. it's the guilt for like yeah yeah you feel guilty that you're someone's giving back to you and i feel like that's so wrong like so i feel like like i said like just because it's culture and tradition doesn't mean it's correct and i feel that i think it's great that we're able to have these conversations now and people are actually living living it and being like no i love my traditional love culture, I get the whole, like, female looking or whatever, looking after people, I get the whole thing. But actually, I just look after myself because I love myself, essentially. And and the reason why I can look after you and love you is because I love myself as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Do you
0: think some, like, the kind of, the self-love and kind of the self-worth thing plays into it? That, like, if there isn't that there, then they're just going to follow the, I'm just going to do what people have done before because I don't believe that I'm valued to be able to...
1: Yeah, you don't think that you're that you essentially it, it kind of ties into the whole thing of um, like we said before about being a number, just seen as someone who just serves someone else, like not seen as being not seen it at all as being a person. Do you know what I mean? If you if you've been if you've been taught or you've been made to believe that your duty is to look after other people and that's your only duty, then already like there's a, um, a lack of self worth in there and a lack of self. Do you know what I mean? And your self worth is tied to other people. It's tied yeah. to the fact that I'm a worthy woman, man, husband, father, employee, whatever. It's tied to the fact that I'm able to do this for someone else. Um, and that's cool. That's great. But your value shouldn't be tied to, to, to other people. How, what,
0: what advice would you give to somebody who's listening that like, wants to kind of step into their kind of greatness? Yes, step into their greatness.
1: Know yourself. And it's it's an ongoing thing. And that's very easy for me to say. And very like, what do you mean? Know yourself. Like get to know yourself. Do you know what I mean? Spend time with yourself, by yourself. Um, write down the thoughts and feelings you have, like, like really start to evaluate. Spend time with yourself. Because I feel like knowing yourself is the key to everything. And it's not a um it's not a destination, it's a journey. You're never gonna fully know yourself because you change. Like like I said, like things will impact you and things that will, you take in the world, things are just floating around in the world will impact you and then you'll change. Do you know what I mean? Like me, over after going to have this conversation, I'm going to change because I've learned something new. I've heard. I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't even know I thought that. Do you know what I mean? Like we're having conversations. Every time you interact with someone else or something interacts with you, you change all the time. So knowing yourself is an ongoing thing. It's a just a lifelong thing, right? Um, and so that would be the first thing i say, because once you start to understand and you know yourself, you kind of know where you want to position yourself, the things you want to do, the things yeah. you don't like doing. And then you might be able to marry things together. Like I have this whole thing of like when people when people have like one career for the whole of their life, I don't get it. I that's I don't get that. And I yeah. don't necessarily subscribe to it. I understand that's what people, some people want to do, but I don't subscribe to it because that's not actually my narrative and how I work. I'm, I'm not gonna just do one thing the rest of my life. There's so many things I love to do and so many things i discover discovered along the way that I didn't even know that I loved. It's like, oh my God, I love doing this. That's really cool. Do you know what I mean? Like There's yeah. so many experiences and things I've done just because I wanna say I've done them and I've realized, oh, I'm really good at this or I really like that, or that was really interesting. The second thing I would say is do things that you wouldn't normally do. And that sounds really crazy and really random, but I feel like the best way to know yourself and know things is to step out of your world um, so if you've all you've ever known is going to school, going to college, going to uni, going to work, and that's all you've ever known, do something different. I feel like your greatness is tied to knowing yourself and pushing, putting yourself out of boundaries, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, and sometimes it doesn't have to be for a reason. Yeah. Just because they've never done it before. So just go and do it. Do you know what I mean? You've never done it before. I've never traveled. I've never been here. You don't have to have a divine reason as to why. It doesn't have to be your birthday. It doesn't have to be because something happened. Yeah. Like, just go and do it. Do you know what I mean? And, and you'll, find, um, you'll find your greatness in that. Because it's not tied to an end goal or an end entity, there isn't anything that you're searching for at the end. You're just having an experience. And I think like this is very profound for me. I don't know where this comes from. But it's very profound.
0: It's brilliant. I am loving this. Like <laughs> I'm, um, very- I, I kind of want to take notes. I'm like, no shit. I've recorded it, so it's fine. <laughs> like I can listen to this back. It's okay. For people that are kind of in their in a stage of their career or their life where they are at that kind of hustle point that we've talked about, where and the hustle in the negative sense that they're working out all the hours at God's ends, they're pushing themselves, like what advice
1: would you give to them? My advice would probably be a question. And my question would be why? What is this, what's, what's the end result of this? Do you know what I mean? What are you trying to achieve? Um, because majority of the time, when you look at the end result, what you're trying to achieve, there's a healthier way of doing it, um, which may seem as if it's a longer way. You know, people say like, oh, I've I a hustle for five years, I can get it done. And then they say, but if I do it in a healthy way, it might take me eight years. Um, essentially, it's better to, to be the longer way than a shorter way and you're basically dead at the end. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. essentially, you're, 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 you're hustling for an end goal and then you move the goalpost, you do it again, you do it again, do it again. Essentially, you're going to end up to the point where you are depleted. And most people respect people that set boundaries. In... In the corporate world and sometimes in in the retail world as well, it feels like it's not. It feels like you have to be of complete service. But most people respect people that set boundaries. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And be that person for yourself, like set boundaries, like respect yourself enough to say like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Do you know what I mean? And even if it's something you enjoy, you find you do extra hours anyway because you enjoy it, but not because you feel that you have to prove yourself. You know what I mean? You are where you are already. You're already there. What are you proving? You're already there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So there, I'll just say why. Like, why is why are you doing what you're doing? What's the end goal? And once you've identified that, is there another way to do this? Is there other people that have done what you do in your industry or in your, you know, in, yeah, in your industry um, that have done it a different way?
0: Amazing. Tori, thank you so, so much. That has been such so a me. wonderful conversation. Just before we finish, where can people find you? What have you got coming up? Um, Tell us, tell so, us all.
1: Tori Lens, um, on Instagram, T-O-R-I dot L-E-N-S. Uh, my website is ToriLens.com. If you just search it, it'll come up, everything will come up. Um, what have I coming up. What have I got coming up next? Okay, so I've got a project. I've got two projects I want to do. And when I've started, I'm not all the way happy with it, but that's a perfectionist in me. Um so I've got a project that I started um called For the Love. Um, that's all I say. So when it comes out, like, you guys will know what I'm talking about. And then I've got another project um, which is around um, nine being Nigerian and Nigerian uh, independence, which is gonna be an ongoing year project. So I only decided that the other day, so this is super exclusive. I've only decided the other day that that's it's amazing. gonna be <laughs> that it's gonna be a um a year a year project um and yeah it's around nigerians and being nigerian and being uh british nigerian and stuff so that will come out as well um the first one will come out in october and then i'll be rolling after that and um, for a year but yeah that is... Oh, this is the first sorry to cut you but that's like literally the first time i've said that like with yes. that information so you heard it here first
0: exclusive, <laughs> exclusive on exclusive. the anti-hustle club podcast <laughs> You know, just my second interview and I'm securing exclusives already. Like
1: this is going to go,
0: this is going to go far. Thank you so much um, for today and I will speak to you soon. You have been listening to the Anti-Hustle Club podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you've been able to embrace just a little bit of anti-hustle into your everyday. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave a review and give us a follow at the Anti-Hustle Club on Instagram.